0: episode number 193 of the living deliberately podcast hi this is shira gura welcome to my podcast if you're new to me just so that you know who you're listening to i am the author of the books getting unstuck 5 simple steps to emotional well-being and the clear way 5 simple steps to be mentally prepared for anything these books are based on two self-help tools i created that support you in getting unstuck and getting clear so you can live deliberately. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today, and now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. And welcome to 2021. And know that is not a statement that we should be taking lightly. If you are listening to this podcast, it means that you have made it through 2020 which for many people was nothing short of hellish. For others, it wasn't. In fact, for others, maybe it was one of the best years of their lives. It's all about perspective. For me, 2020 was actually a pretty good year all things considering. I had tons of growth, both personally and professionally. My second book was published. And I've had some big breakthroughs in different areas of my life. But I know for many people around the world, and many of you listening to this podcast, that may have not been the case. I know many people lost jobs, they turned to drinking, they gained lots of weight, they sunk into depressions, they got sick, they lost loved ones, and more. And at the same time, I also know many people are really ready to be done with 2020. Like, let's put it behind us and let's move forward. And that's one of the fun things about a culture that is centered around time. That is, the fact that we signify one year ending and another year beginning offers so many opportunities to reflect on your life and notice where you want to make a change. And this year, more than ever, I believe lots of people have big visions of what they want to see in 2021 new growth, more wealth healed relationships, new relationships, better physical health, more confidence, and so much more. In fact, now that January 1st has already passed, I'm kind of curious to know how many of you have already thought about things you want to change in the coming year. And I wonder how many of you made a New Year's resolution. I know tons of people make them. I used to make them too. But I stopped a few years ago because I realized they just don't work. I thought it was just me, but then I did some research and I learned that something like 90% or more of New Year's resolutions are either not kept or the person never gets to the place where they want to get to. And this is why I want to dedicate this episode on discouraging you from creating New Year's resolutions this year and in fact every year. But don't worry. I won't leave you hanging. I will offer you towards the end of this episode what I believe is a much more effective way to creating change in your life. So let's go back to see what happens when people make New Year's resolutions and why they fail. Okay, so lots of people set resolutions to lose weight, to stop drinking, to run a marathon, to learn a new instrument, to learn a new language, to start or to start to succeed in a new business, to improve a relationship or a marriage, just to name a few. In fact, what have you thought about for the coming year? What is the one thing that you would love to create or change if you could? All of us have things itching at us, right? That we believe if we could just change that one thing, our lives would be so much better. Take a moment and see if you can offer the emotion that you believe comes with these new ideas and prospects for your life. How do you feel when you say, I'm going to x this year, and you really believe that thing is going to happen? I would say you probably feel excited, hopeful, happy, positive, empowered, even before anything happens. Isn't that amazing? I mean, let's just take a second here to appreciate how much you are the creator of your life. Notice how you can create emotions of excitement, hope, happiness, and maybe even other emotions like exhilaration and passion, even before anything happens. This is amazing, and it's so important you understand and appreciate the power of the mind and how you can manage it. So for instance, let's say you weigh 200 pounds and you decide that you want to lose 50. Even before anything happens, you are going to be so excited just by the possibility of that happening. Or, Let's say you're in a mediocre marriage and you believe things really can shift and be amazing and you feel so full of hope, even though nothing has changed yet. Or let's say you're starting a business and you haven't made more than $10,000 yet, but you believe this year you're going to flip the lid on your business, which causes you to be so excited that you can't wait to start getting to work. This is what happens, my friends, when you believe a thought. And of course, all thoughts are there for you to believe or not. I'm certainly not going to tell you what to believe. That's up to you. But when you do choose to deliberately think a thought, a powerful emotion will always follow. And this is exactly what happens when you create a New Year's resolution, which is why so many people create them. New Year's resolutions create incredible feelings within us, and who doesn't want to have an incredible emotion flowing within them? And the really important thing to understand about emotions is that they drive everything. What you feel determines what actions you take or don't take. If you are excited, hopeful, empowered, happy, you are going to take actions that will create more such emotions. Like, you'll start to exercise more because, let's say, exercising makes you feel proud or healthy. And of course, those actions will produce the results you want to see. So what you feel about something is everything. Literally everything. And what you feel isn't some random thing that plops down into your brain. You feel things because of thoughts you have about those things. So, going back to the resolutions, you're excited, you're happy, you're hopeful, and you start to take actions to reach your goal. And then, boom, something happens. Do you know what happens? Can you guess what I'm gonna say? Another kind of emotion arises. And it's not an emotion that I've mentioned already, it's not happiness or excitement or hopeful. It's another one from a totally different category. You will inevitably start to feel an emotion like boredom, aversion, uncertainty, worry, fear, just to name a few. Now, why does this happen? It happens because you have a lower brain. And if you haven't listened to episode 146 yet, I strongly encourage you to do so, so that you know what I'm talking about. And this is why most people fail to achieve New Year's resolutions. It's not because they weren't focused, and it's not because they are not disciplined, and it's not because they lost motivation. It's not that at all. What it is about is that these other emotions start to creep up into your mind And most people are simply not equipped to know what to do or how to deal with them. That's the problem. And if people could learn the secret of what to do with these difficult emotions, or what I call dream catchers, they would be in an entirely different place in their lives. So for example, if a difficult emotion arises while you are working, let's say to build a business, let's say you suddenly feel doubtful well, that is going to affect the actions you take. Maybe when you feel doubtful, you're not going to dare to create a new product or service, or maybe you're not going to sell it. And of course, those actions are going to lead to results that you don't want to see. Or let's say you suddenly have an emotion of disbelief regarding losing weight. Well, that emotion is going to create an action like, screw it let's just eat the entire cake because I'm not going to be able to lose weight anyway, which of course is going to create the opposite results that you are looking for. And all of that comes from your emotions, which again, comes from your thoughts, which most of the time you may not even realize you are thinking. This is why awareness of what you are thinking is so crucial to the process of living deliberately. But When you are unaware of what you are thinking, and even unaware of what you are feeling, then you are going to be totally confused and dumbfounded with why you can't achieve what you want to achieve in life. In fact, what will happen is that your brain is going to come up with new beliefs that you are going to choose to believe, because all beliefs have an option to be believed or not, that will support the belief that you won't be able to achieve your goal. So in case you didn't follow me, let me break it down again. Let's say you want to improve your marriage. You are so excited about that possibility. You start to leave love notes for your partner and you start to be less judgmental and things are going well. And then after a little bit of time, you get bored. And so you stop taking the actions that you started taking a few weeks ago because you believe it's boring to do those things. And that action is going to create a result which you don't like, which is to say, your mediocre marriage is going to stay the same, which leads to new thoughts of, this marriage is never going to change, which leads to new emotions that you get stuck on like despair and sadness and frustration. Did you follow that? (laughs) If you didn't, please re-listen to this episode. It is so foundational to the work that we do with Living Deliberately. You must understand this if you want to start creating real changes in your life. So, you started with high energy emotions and you got stuck on low energy emotions. And because you didn't know what to do with those low energy emotions, you stayed stuck. This is what happens to everyone, at least everyone who isn't aware of what they are feeling and thinking, and everyone who doesn't know how to get unstuck. But it doesn't need to be this way. I do not believe that human beings were designed to fail. I simply don't. I believe human beings were designed to evolve. But you need to know how to do that if you want to evolve. It doesn't happen naturally in my opinion. It happens with consciousness and knowing how to manage your mind. So why do New Year's resolutions not work? I have seven reasons for you. Number one, they set you up for failure because they are based on actions rather than based on emotions. So for example, if you are working towards running a 10K and the action is to get out and run every day. But after the first few days you start to feel averse to running, you are going to stop, which is going to lead to failure. But if the resolutions were based on emotions, you would deal effectively with the difficult emotions that arise and create the emotions that you would need to succeed. New Year's resolutions don't teach you how to get unstuck. And they don't incorporate the concept of stuck in their definition. And they also don't guide you to get clear so that you can be mentally prepared for the journey. To me, the absence of emotional well being is the main reason New Year's resolutions do not work. Number two, New Year's resolutions make you believe you can feel something that you cannot feel already right now in this very moment. People create goals in order to feel differently, like they want to feel happy or confident or fulfilled or proud or successful or passionate, when in actuality, as I mentioned earlier in this episode, you can actually feel all of those emotions right now in this moment or in any moment that you wish. And so when they don't immediately feel those emotions because they haven't reached their goal yet they end up quitting before they even have a chance to start. Number three, New Year's resolutions tend not to be specific enough. Oftentimes people create New Year's resolutions that are very general, like I wanna lose weight, rather than saying my goal is to lose 10 pounds in six months and 20 pounds over the year and my action plan is X, Y, and Z. If your goal from the beginning is too general, you won't even know if you're going off path. Number four, New Year's resolutions tend to be complicated. If you want to achieve anything in life, you need to keep it simple. Whether that's building a business, losing weight, or learning an instrument. All of those things that I just mentioned and any other example that you want to offer They are actually simple to acquire. Building a business is actually really simple. At least it should be. Find a problem, create results for that problem, and find people who want to pay you to give them those results. That's pretty much it. And yet, we complicate things. Believe me, I've done this so many times. Or here, another example, losing weight. You think that's complicated? It's really not. Take in less energy than you burn and you'll lose weight. You really can't get simpler than that. But when we create New Year's resolutions, we often create complicated action plans that just get us stuck. Number five, New Year's resolutions tend to be destination oriented rather than process oriented. New Year's resolutions are, well, resolute. They are based on a firm decision to do or to not do something. There's a sense of determination about them. But as I alluded to earlier, reaching your goals has little to do with determination and nearly everything to do with managing your mind, which includes managing your thoughts and managing your emotions. Reaching a goal is a process based on a sound action plan. It's a journey. It's like going on a trip or a hike. You don't just create the idea and get there the next day, right? It's a process of walking and falling down and getting back up and continuing on your path and noticing a fork in the road and maybe needing to make new decisions and then learning again and growing and evolving. That's what goals are about. It's not just about getting to the destination. In fact, it's really almost nothing about that at all. Let's go back to the example of losing weight. If you gained weight during this corona period, I have a feeling it didn't happen overnight. It probably happened slowly in an insidious way. You just weren't aware it was happening as it was happening. Because when you're inside your own head or inside your own body, it's hard to be a witness of what's going on. And I'm saying this simply to point out that losing the weight is the same process. It doesn't happen overnight. Reaching goals is like the least sexy thing there is in the world. The process happens with small steps, which tend to be very boring. It happens with consistent effort day in and day out. But when people create New Year's resolution, I think they tend to forget about this slow butterfly effect that is the key to long lasting change. Number six, New Year's resolutions tend not to incorporate a sense of accountability. Often when people create New Year's resolutions, they may share their goals with family and friends, but often there is no one there who will applaud their daily wins and encourage them when they fall. This is a huge aspect to any process of growing or healing, and I can attest personally to it now as I'm working on two different goals and I hired two different coaches to support me along the way. Their presence in my life is enormous. I am so grateful to be able to send a quick text message or email when I wanna share a win or ask a question or let them know I'm needing help getting back up. I truly believe human beings were not meant to be doing this work alone. And I do believe that when doing this work together, especially with someone who knows how to support and guide you, you will not only be likely to reach your goals, you will be more likely to get there sooner and easier rather than if you try to do this on your own. And finally, number seven, New Year's resolutions don't tend to incorporate an element of joy. If you do any action in your life, it doesn't matter what, cooking, riding a bike, doing homework with your kid, climbing a mountain, making love, if you are not doing this with an element of joy, you will probably end up resenting it or resenting the person you are doing it with. And that resentment is going to lead to actions and results that won't support your goal. In my opinion, joy must be a part of the equation towards reaching any goal. And if your next question is, well, how do you feel joy when you're not feeling joy about the goal? And if you don't know the answer to that yet, please listen to this episode again so that you learn that foundational lesson on how emotions are created. And if you do re-listen to this episode and you still didn't get the answer to that, please reach out to me. Let's set up a time to chat. Setting a goal is like going on a hike, right? You don't just one day say, I'm going to hike the Appalachian Trail and then walk out the house and start. Well, at least most people don't do that, right? Instead, you first prepare yourself for the journey. You get maps. You speak with people who went on this journey before you. And maybe you find a friend who wants to go with you. Maybe you buy camping equipment and food and a sleeping bag and a flashlight. And you create an action plan. How long are you going for? Where do you plan to take stops? Who is going to be there at the end to meet you? And you get clear ahead of time. You get calm before you begin. You certainly don't start in an anxious way. And you lighten any thoughts that you may have going into that experience and you identify your expectations, and you release them so you don't get stuck in any future moment. And then you commit to your ways of being. And all of what I just said really quickly in a nutshell is the tool I created to help you be mentally prepared for anything, and that's called the clear way. And last but certainly not least, when you go on a hike, you get unstuck, right? You have to. Otherwise, you would literally get stuck in the mud. Not knowing how to get unstuck when you're Climbing the Appalachian Trail literally could be the difference between life and death. And it's the same thing with any goal you have. You have to know how to get unstuck. Getting stuck is inevitable, it will happen. It's a part of everyone's journey. But staying stuck is optional. And only those who know how to get unstuck will be able to continue on their journeys. And this is what I want for you, my dear friends. I want all of you to go on any life journey you wish and I want you to go in prepared and go in equipped. And I want you to go in with a sense of joy and confidence that you can do this. I am not a big proponent of New Year's resolutions, but I am a big proponent of something else. And that is something else that I offer and want to share with you now, which is called the living deliberately journey. This is a program that is open to anyone who is looking to roll up their sleeves and do this work with me, whether it's losing weight, stopping drinking, starting a business, becoming more confident in sales, becoming more of your authentic self, improving a relationship, or more. It doesn't really matter what the journey is. The key to success is the same. Remember, The game plan is probably the smallest part of it all. It's the strength of the mind that will determine whether you reach your goal or not, or whether you stay on the path or whether you fall down and don't get back up again. I am opening the doors to the journey next week. It's the first time I'll be offering this specific program, and I am super excited to enroll those interested in joining me. I'm going to be looking for a small number of people to enroll for this time only and with a special one-time discount. So if you are interested in hearing more, definitely be sure you are subscribed to my newsletter. I will be offering a free webinar next week where you'll hear all the details and you can ask any questions you may have. And for those who come on the journey with me, I will also be sharing the personal journey that I'm going on right now so that you don't feel alone. I know that one of the things many people like about me is that I don't preach anything that I don't first experience on my own. And I am always on a journey and I'm always happy to share openly about it. For me, this is the most effective way to grow and to change and to evolve. And doing this in community with others just makes the ride that much more enjoyable and inspiring. And I do hope you consider joining me. Okay, my dear friends, if you have yet to subscribe to my newsletter, head over to my website, shiragura.com to sign up so that you can receive all the information you need about the journey. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today, and I look forward to being here again with you next week. As always, I look forward to getting unstuck, getting clear, and living deliberately with you. you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Living Deliberately podcast. It is my honor and privilege to be able to show up here each week for you. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be incredibly appreciated if you could leave me a review on iTunes or drop a comment on my website at shiragora.com or share your thoughts with me on Instagram at the Living Deliberately Approach. I look forward to reading your comments and engaging with you.